Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Peter, we're finally here. Well, sort of. At time of recording, we are not. Mm, no, it's Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're here in spirit. And, and by the time of release, we are definitely here. Mm-hmm. But as it stands, because I've got Thursday and Friday booked off and we normally record on a Thursday. And even if we did record on a Thursday, there's probably not a high likelihood that our PS5s would have A, arrived yet, or B we would have had any time to play on them. Yeah. So next week we will talk all of finally <laughs> we'll talk all about our time with the next generation of consoles. 2 weeks after the PlayStation 5 released at least somewhere in the world. Um, yeah. But yeah. <sighs> How you doing? How you feeling? Doing good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm I think I mean we're sort of getting to there will be a bit of discussion about this later in the podcast because of questions that have been asked but mm. uh just as a little little taster of my hot take i'm not feeling like so uh christmas eve about it as some people are like i i'm just i'm 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 up for playing the new games and i'm interested mm-hmm. to see how they how they go i'm less excited about the hardware itself than i used to be you know it used to be that like the new console itself would really excite me. But to me, like, the fun is in the game more than the hardware. I know, obviously, the hardware allows you to play a game, but, you know, what I'm really looking forward to is various things that we can expect on this console. Uh, But, you know, some of them might not be out for weeks or months or, you know, next year. Um, So, therefore, I'm not specifically excited for console release day, uh, as much as I am for like certain games release day, if you see what I mean. But oh, all the enough. same, it it represents that step closer to some some stellar experiences. I'm sure it so, does. It yeah. does. And I suppose people who feel the same way as you and yourself included have, have sort of had your hand forced by the scarcity of these units. In that, if you're not hugely excited for the console itself and it's more about the games for you and a Mm. lot of those games aren't out yet you don't really have the option to wait for those games to come out 
to get the PS5 yeah, or, the, yeah. or the Xbox Series X because there might not still be any. Mm-hmm. You sort of just have to hop on the train. That's kind of true, yeah. I've felt the need that like I really better get one now, otherwise I might not get one till December or January or whenever. So, uh, yeah. What, what you should do mm-hmm. is uh, you should keep it in the box, right? Don't open it. And then every day do a tweet in a chain until you have to open it for a stream or whatever and just say, day two, still not opened it. Just see <laughs> see how many people get irrationally upset oh, God, with God, imagine, yeah. I don't yeah. think you'll have to imagine. I think it'll yeah. come thick and fast. Well, I mean, to be honest, if even if it does come tomorrow, I can't say 100% for sure that I will actually have time to play it tomorrow. So mm. maybe it will arrive tomorrow during the day and I won't get to play it till Friday. So... That alone, yeah. I'm sure, would uh, upset some people. The notion oh, that I've yeah. just got one sitting in my living room. You for should do a, hours. You should do a tweet. Do a yeah. tweet about it, and maybe do a, like a, a, a an update every two hours with just the box in different places. Maybe just tucked next to the toilet. Yeah, uh, you know, near the bins, left out on the doorstep. If you're feeling really brave walk out into the middle of your road and just put it on the road and then quickly run over to the pavement and take a photo and just say, yeah, hour five, still not played it, and then quickly yeah. go pick it up before you're, you know, shot or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. So many possibilities. Yeah, this is a video game podcast, though. As you can actually tell, we were sort of on topic, even yeah. though we were mainly talking about photography there. Well done, us. For a minute or so. Mm. Uh, we are sponsored each and every week by a fantastic sponsor, a completely original new company, video game adjacent company who would like to sponsor this podcast yeah we get a different sponsor each and every week though for some reason we can't we can't hold it down mm-hmm. um i don't know why but hey that aside we are still the home of cutting edge exciting uh ads for brand new products or services coming soon such mm. as this week we are sponsored by what's it say here the PlayStation 4. Oh, it's that's coming huge. Soon. Remember, that's a huge one. Get yours booked now. Otherwise, I mean, I think they've already sold out. But, you know, if you do see one for sale, if someone's flipping one on eBay mm-hmm. for $750, just buy it. Buy it soon. Just get it. And it's a quick. good price. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's so exciting. I'm really... Yeah, do you know what? All that stuff I said before about the next-gen console and not being like mad mad excited for it It was all a lie i'm really excited to play my playstation 4 tomorrow when it arrives in the post does it have any uh sort of information about uh, points you've got to talk up you know like the usp of the playstation 4 what's so good about it why do why do we need to buy one talk Uh, me through its features apparently it's got longer loading times than the xbox series x okay um it's got less cutting edge uh, hardware and um, launch titles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they sort of some of them feel like they were made, you know, nearly half a decade ago. Um, but it's kind of they're going for that vibe, that kind of that kind of retro vibe. Right, um, right. I think I can they, respect that. They've promised that you will one day be able to play it in 4K and 120 FPS, but not at launch. Not at um, launch. But okay. that's okay. Don't worry about it. Longer loading times just means more time to look at your phone. And Mm -hmm. um, I think we could all do with a bit more of that, to be honest. Yeah, I think next week we're going to be sponsored by uh, the iPhone 5. That's coming soon as well. Oh, yeah, that's another big one. God, Mm. we're just knocking them dead with these sponsors, aren't we? We are. But I'm about to knock you dead with a bit of truth in that that's not actually real at all. What? (laughs) Oh, I got you. I got you good there. 
Yeah, you know, I said that we were getting sent a free PS5 because of our sponsor, uh, PS4. I don't know where 5 came yeah. from. That was a really what is weird. that? No we're way away God, from that, the I know, PS5. You know, so if we're getting a free PS4, uh, it's yeah. not happening. I lied to you. Oh, you ass! I know. I've I can't you. believe you would do that. Huh. God, got him. April yeah, you Falls. did. You did got him. Very funny. April Fools. Mm. Fine. Okay. Well, the real sponsor then, I suppose, as it always is on this, the Triple Jump video game podcast, are the wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you get to submit questions to this podcast. Peter, where are we walking today? Oh, uh, how about along PlayStation 3? Oh, which one? The slim? The big, fat, shiny boy? Uh, maybe the really big, big, maybe the original one. Uh, that could play really cutting-edge stuff like PlayStation 1 games. Mm, the 60-gig boy. Yeah, that one. That's mm. the really good Very one. Very valuable now. Yeah, those. I've got one. Yeah. Not here, but at my parents. It's yeah. real. It, it's only died once and had to be resuscitated, but oh. it is real. Hey. He does exist. He's doing his best. He is. Good. Uh, yeah, but people uh, who support us on Patreon could submit questions, just like... 10B. The PlayStation 10B... Uh, thank you, Tenby, for a question. It says, Hello, boyos. I have a habit of starting a game, usually playing the first hour or two just after it comes out, and then not touching it for months. At some point, I will suddenly be struck with a strong desire to go back and carry on. More recently, this happened with Last of Us 2. I played through the harrowing opening chapter back in June, and I didn't touch it again until last month, when I finished it all in one long weekend. Before that, a similar story with God of War, Dark Souls 3, Yakuza 0, the list goes on. Just yesterday, I picked up Yakuza 6 after starting back in fa- uh, starting back in February. Uh, do you also do this? And if so, what's the longest gap you've left before returning to finish a game? Or am I just weird? The question is a bit wishy-washy. Thanks, love you, bye. Thank you, Thank Tempe. You, Tempe. Hmm. I, I do this... But not really to um, not not generally like playing an hour or two of the opening and then leaving it. This it's not so often that I do that. It tends to be more, and this is arguably worse, that I get like properly halfway through a game or two thirds of the way through, and then I won't play it uh, mm-hmm. for a bit. And it's very rarely because I'm not enjoying it or I want to switch to something else. What normally happens is that. Uh, I just don't play games for a few days um, because I've got plans in the evening or, you know, I've got maybe like a, a, a sort of a deadline to do like, you know, maybe maybe some extracurricular work uh, mm-hmm. outside of work hours. So I'm doing that with my evenings. Um, and if that goes on for long enough, coupled with the fact that some games when I'm some nights when I'm free, I don't play games anyway. Um, it's not a sort of daily pastime for me at this point, maybe because I spend all day dealing with games. Uh, it can be that like I'll go a week or more without playing a certain game. And if the game is big and complex enough or has a lot of uh, intricate controls uh, or maybe like a, quite a, an engaging story, it can sort of make me not want to go back because I'll feel like, oh, it might take me... Even if it's, you know, only been a week or so, I I kind of feel like, oh, I was like, I was in the flow and now I'm not. And now for some reason that makes me not want to go back to it. Um, Even though I know that, like, you know, after a a week or two, I would probably still 
be able to pick it up and play it almost as well as I did when I put it down. And I'm sure I would remember exactly what had happened in the story, much like you do when you go a week between episodes of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just something, it's something about me. It, I'm kind of, I'm a bit, I'm sort of wired that way in that I'm I'm like that in other areas of life as well, like with creative projects or um things that i i'm i'm into fleetingly and then i'll put it aside for a bit like you know for example i'll go through waves of uh being like oh i really love star wars and then i'll kind of not talk about star wars for like two months and then i'll come back to it again because in those two months i'm instead obsessing over like ps1 retro gaming or uh castles or whatever it is of that course, yeah. tiny peter does with his with his free time so mm. i'm kind of wired that way in that i i feel like i don't stick with things and it can only take a very short period of time of not having uh spun that plate before the plate falls that falls down and i kind of feel like oh well i can't pick that up again even though i probably could so yeah it, it happens a lot to me but not generally in the first hour or two it's more like halfway through when i'm really in deep yeah yeah fair enough how about you uh i can cite three examples Mm. that i can think of final fantasy 13 was one that i was very excited for on ps3 and i bought that and i played it for maybe a dozen or so hours and it was rubbish. Oh. And I didn't like it. I mean, that's and, a good uh, reason to put something down, I think. It is, but that was... I feel like Final Fantasy Thirteen was the first time I properly heard... Because there was a real movement behind this game post-launch. It was yeah. the first time I properly heard the... It gets good after 50 hours yeah. or something. That's the first game I've really heard people shouting about that. Like, it gets really good. Like, it opens up. It's no longer just big, long corridors where you fight enemies. I remember. It it really opens up. It gets it gets good after like forty or fifty hours. Seems like a joke. Like, oh but, man! But it wasn't. Yeah. So I think it came out. I think I was doing some kind of exams at school, maybe, mm. and then I shelved it and I didn't touch it until I was at university. And then I thought, you know what? Flip it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hop back in where I was, not remember anything. Yeah. And just forge ahead and see how far I can get. I got all the way to the final boss. And this was maybe two years after it had come out at that point. Um, got all the way to the final boss. And then I gave up because I couldn't oh. beat the final boss. Because I think my save was was sort of locked, leading me into that fight. Or mm-hmm. there was something... I think basically I'd reached a point of no return when I'd saved it. And all of my character builds... Either my characters weren't strong enough or my 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 builds weren't right or I didn't have the correct equipment and stuff and I just I died to it a few times and I thought this this didn't get any better after 40 or 50 hours I resent having (laughs) come back to it and stuck with it and I will never finish this game so I never finished it in the end uh another couple are Demon Souls Mm -hmm. which I bought on a friend's glowing recommendation Never played a game like it before. This was shortly after it came out in 2000, and I want to say nine. And I died a lot, and I just couldn't wrap my head around what it was. My internet was so bad that I couldn't play online with anyone. 
Uh, so I was playing it on my own and just dying a lot. And then when Dark Souls came out, I felt the same way. Like, oh, this is so exciting. Bought Dark Souls at launch. Died a lot. Didn't play online. Ah, screw that. And then obviously I came back to both of those games about two or three years later and, and absolutely fell head over heels in love with them. Yeah. But at the time I was like, nah, stupid. Get out of here. It doesn't happen so much for me now, though. Uh, I, I like to think that I tend to pick my battles a little better now. Right. I have abandoned Rage 2 and and Sekiro recently, but I currently do have uh, no plans to pick those back up again. That could change, but I currently have no urge to go back to those games. Sekiro is more likely than Rage 2, but even so, I'm, I'm just not that... Just not that asked. I don't think I have the time now. If I start a game that that doesn't hold my attention enough for me to stick with it hmm. at that time, I'm probably not going to come back to it at all. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, in terms of examples of mine, I've, I can think of one where actually it goes against all the stuff I was saying where I was like, oh, it's not normally the <laughs> intro uh, yeah. where I do this. Uh, I've talked a lot about the fact that I've not played this game and do want to play it one day, but uh, I started The Witcher 3 um played it for 45 minutes mm-hmm. quite enjoyed it um was a bit overwhelmed by the lore and the world um and then i think i i might have even gone away for the weekend or something like for four days or i might not have done that might not be true but i yeah for some reason i i couldn't play it for um you know maybe nearly a week or something mm-hmm. and then the thought of kind of wading back into it and thinking oh it's going to take me like five, ten minutes to even remember who everyone is that people are talking about. And I just went, ah, no, not right now, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was a that was a long time ago now. And I do, it is one of the games I want to get around to. But there's just, there's, there's other games now, unfortunately, that it's kind mm-hmm. of fallen behind. Um, and then another game that I put down uh, and have actually picked up this week as we'll get to in the next section. In fact, maybe mm. we should get to it in the next section. Yeah, tran- transition. Do a, do a cool segue. You know, okay. we've just addressed it, so it's not going to be as cool. But I'll still react as if it's good. Let me let me completely reword that as though okay. I, I didn't. <clears throat> and then there's another game uh, yeah. that I once put down, and I'll tell you what it was because I've been playing it this week in the next section called "What We Play It." Oh, outstanding! Thanks. It's what we play. I'm just itching my moustache, Peter. Sorry. That's okay. It's what we play in time. It's where we talk about what we play in, and I suppose the moustaches that we're we're adjusting. What we itching? I'm just itching it again. I'm mm-hmm. Just re redistributing my upper lip hair wealth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, trickle down hair heronomics. Good. You Prickle down be. heronomics. Oh, yeah. That's why it's itchy. Yeah, I suppose so. Stupid hair, Peter. Hmm continue your segue okay uh so once upon a time like last year or has it been two years now i don't know what time is anymore um (laughs) because of 2020 i played marvel spider-man oh wow yeah that would have been probably 2018 yeah it was 2018 wasn't it um and i really enjoyed it for so many reasons um but I didn't finish it because I wasn't having a great time at the time. I think mm-hmm. in the past, when I've talked about the fact that I, I put Spider-Man down, I did give reasons like, um, 
Uh, I, I kind of felt like I kept just getting into all these combat encounters and I, I found it a little bit repetitive, some of the some of the combat. And the enemies, you know, take a long time to go down if you've got it set on sort of normal mode. Um, and while that was that was true to an extent, it was like one of my only qualms with the game because it was otherwise really good. Uh, yeah, it was, it was more just kind of like life circumstances at the time kind of made me not want to sit down and I couldn't really... I couldn't really lose myself in a game as much as that's what I wanted to do because my mind was just on other things. Anyway, all that aside, yeah. I've picked up Marvel Spider-Man this week. Played it, I think, four evenings in a row. Nice. Um, partly because, of course, Miles Morales is, uh, well, it's, I was going to say coming out. It's actually already out, just not in the UK. Um, I think it's out now on PS4 in the UK, which is oh, weird. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it will be. And in fact, I know it is out in the UK because I've got a copy. It's just that I don't have the <laughs> hardware to play it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's quote unquote not out yet on PS5, given that the console console itself isn't out. Uh, but it's probably going to be the game that I plug in and play first. So I thought, man, I should really actually finish that game, shouldn't I? Like that game that I really enjoyed and didn't get round to uh, to completing. So that's what I've been doing. And I've been really enjoying it, as I did once upon a time. Um, man, just swinging around in that city is super fun, isn't it? Uh, it is. That it's was really a game, weird. though. To go back to question one, that, that was a game where it took me... It did take me 15 minutes, really, to kind of get to grips with every, everything again. Fortunately, there is a menu uh, that has a whole move list, uh, mercifully, because, wow, there's like a lot of different things you can do in that game, even just in combat alone. Uh, but outside of combat, you know, the, the swinging mechanic, I don't think is... I think you pick it up when you um, when you start a new game and it tells you how to do it. It mm. feels quite natural. Um, but when you've completely forgotten how you swing, uh, it's not super intuitive as a control system. I was like, how do I do this again? What? And I don't know if you remember off the top of your head. I'm interested to know whether you whether you do remember. Uh, I don't know how long it's been since you mm. played Spider-Man, but do you remember how you swing control-wise? Yeah, so it's R2 to do the swings. Right. I believe it's L2 and R2 to do a little zippy boy towards a thing, uh, like a, a point, and then you can press X if you have the right skill to do a big leap off it and big step. That's right. And then I think you can R1 to to zip to a, just a specific, you know, point on the wall, I believe. Yeah, that's that's essentially correct. But uh I did play a lot of it to be fair. But the so it's like you hold R2 to free run uh or to to what is it? parkour and yes. that kind of I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that that's about right." And then yeah, you you like use your triggers to kind of do the do the point point zip things and hop off them and yeah it was uh it took me a little while but anyway i've been really enjoying it it's a great story it's got all the all the comic book villains in it and stuff and man yeah i think i'm my my uh my main my main quest uh progression is at like 89 percent now or something like that so i'm very near the end oh wow you really Um, have been flying I have, yeah. Or swinging, I think I, I should say. <laughs> I think I was about uh, 60 or 70, no, maybe 70% when I picked it up. Um, mm-hmm. So I've done nearly 20% worth of uh, uh, of main story in the past few 
days. So uh, that's been nice. super fun. That's all I've played, though, this week, apart from Crash 4, which I've streamed. Um, but who needs who needs anything else when you've got Spider-Man? Well, what a thing to have played. I heard it described Spider-Man PS4 as sort of a, a season of a great Spider-Man TV show mm. when comparing it to Miles Morales, which is sort of like a, a, a like a, I don't know what the I can't remember what they said now specifically, but in, I'm going to decide what it is. Having not played it, it sounds more like a you know like a feature length episode, maybe like a 60 minute yeah episode right. of a of a Spider Man special. So still really good, but obviously much shorter than uh, mm. than the Big Boy Spidey. It looks fantastic. I'm really looking forward to playing it, but I'm not gonna not gonna touch it for a little while. Yeah, got other things, you know. Yeah, well we'll see. We'll see how it is in. Uh... Oh, just a few. Well, I'll see in just a few days, Ooh. and uh, I'll I'll let you know next week. Please do, and I'm yeah. sure we'll do quip scopes on all of these. You know, mm. two weeks late to the party because thanks yeah. PlayStation. But uh, you know, we'll do we'll do our best to to cover this stuff for people who missed out on getting a PS5 or just want to know our th- our thoughts for some reason. Yeah, yeah, weird. Um, ben, what have you been playing in? What is you know what what might be your last session of playstation 4 for goodness knows how long genuinely it might be for a little while i've been i have a folder full of terrible platinum games that i've been Mm -hmm. desperately trying to get through just so i can get the platinums in them and and, you know get get rid of them get them off my plate so to speak yeah so i've I've done a few of those i've got one more left that i'm going to do tonight it is wednesday my dudes at the time Mm -hmm. of recording once again um and so tomorrow i'll be i'll be home free you know but these games are they're bad i don't want to talk i don't want to talk about those <laughs> i feel make me feel sad uh i won a game of duos in warzone which is the first duos game i've ever won oh brilliant sometimes that that game can just go your way you know sometimes it can go perfectly you're approaching the final circle you've got a team coming up on your right hand side and you take them out then you and your partner split up one of you takes uh, one of you spies two other people fighting and then you look in the top corner it shows there's one team left and there's only three players left in the game so it's a team of one there's te- their teammates dead and then i spot them my friend pulls aggro to quote ubisoft and yeah. how no gamers have ever spoken ever and uh, i pop up shoot him and uh, bingo bango that's a wingo it certainly is as yeah. they say on uh, on Call of that, Duty, that yeah. song out of Fallout, Bingo Bango, that's a Wingo. I refuse oh, no, to no, go. No, 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 no. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that was fun. It's fun when you win. It's not so much fun when you lose. No. Got a got a couple of second places that evening as well. But uh, yeah, another Warzone win for the for another notch on my belt. <laughs> oh, uh, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. Mm. Uh, I have played Godfall. Uh, yes, of course. Did a quip scope talking all about that game. <laughs> it's not very good, but no. uh, it is out on PC and PS5. So there we are. And finally, my be- you know beyond the fact that I've by the time this releases, I'll be stuck right into Demon mm. Souls and yeah. presumably Astro's Playroom as well. I finally did it, Peter. After. Beginning my Pokemon adventure in the late 90s, this week I finished my Pokedex. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw on uh, on the Twits. I completed wow. it. I did it. 
And, How's uh, that? So my understanding of this is clearly just so off. Like, how has it taken <laughs> you this long to do that if you're such a Pokemon fan? I, I'm well, clearly... that's a great question. Right. That's a great question. And you're, you're right to be skeptical. Uh, some would say that collecting Pokemon in Let's Go Eevee, which is the one I did it in, is probably one of the easier ones because it's the original 150 Pokemon. Mm. And that's it. So it's not a crazy amount of Pokemon. Trading is super simple in that you can just do it from your menu anyway. You don't have to go to a Pokemon center to do it. And, uh, you know, catching Pokemon is it's weird in this game. They use a sort of the Pokemon Go mechanics where you have to tilt the switch and then throw a Pokeball at them and hit accurately to catch right. it. Uh, but there's no guarantee you'll get it. And it's it's a slightly, you know, it's a bit of a twist on the traditional Pokemon formula, but uh, the the real answer is that I'm a, I'm a chronic restarter of Pokemon games, mm. and also my experience is I haven't really played much Pokemon over the last fifteen or so years. I wasn't a fan of the I didn't play it on Game Boy Advance. I played Pokemon Black and a bit of Pokemon Black Two on the DS. I think I played Sun on the 3DS, but I didn't really didn't really know anyone else who had a copy. And I think trading was a little more involved perhaps in that you know you needed to you needed to arrange online with a friend to to do it yeah rather than just being there in person i certainly couldn't be there in person with anyone so it's just circumstance as much as anything else because obviously pokemon specific pokemon will be tied to specific versions of different pokemon games Mm -hmm. so you do need to trade to get to catch them all but i've just never it's the stars have never aligned i got close in pokemon crystal once and then the battery in it died and I lost all my save data. Right. Um, but apart from that, it's always just been, I'm going to start a new game. Or I've, no one else I know is playing this game right now because it's 25 years old and I'm too old to be playing it, probably. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, this is it. I finally I climbed the mountain. It happened. I did Fantastic. it. Well, I'm so pleased. Thank you. I'm proud. Well, well done. I'm, I'm proud. We're proud. All of us. The whole bus. I wonder if um, Robert Mansell is proud. I don't think so, but I'll, I'll answer his question anyway, I suppose. Okay, well, if you read the question, there might be a line in there that says, by the way, Ben, I'm really proud that you completed your Pokédex. Okay, we'll, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I'm really proud of you, Ben, for completing... Oh, my God, it <sighs> There did. it is. Hope you're doing well during lockdown two, Electric Avenue. It's nearly over, it says. I'm currently rewatching all of the worst games ever videos for like the fourth time this year. I was wondering what you think the best game you've played is. Peter seemed impressed with Xena, and what one is truly worse than most? Ben shouts a lot during some of the games he plays and didn't seem to enjoy Rambo or Hulk Hogan's main event. Keep safe and much love to you both and the whole Walrus Clan. The whole Dab. Walrus Clan. Uh, thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. It's it's a good question. It's also a terrible thing to do during lockdown too. What time? Electric huh? Avenue. What? Imagine just sitting sitting locked up and watching us for that long. Yeah. With probably very little actual social human interaction as well. Terrible, um, man. But uh, in answer to the question, I mean, you mentioned Robert mentioned Xena uh, in the question there. Mm. Uh, in terms of one of the best. So that kind of implies that he's talking about truly every worst games ever, ever, going back to Clive Barker's Jericho in the What Culture days. Yes. Because Xena was uh, a Vidiot's one, I believe. 
So mm. to include the entire catalogue, yeah, I think Xena was actually relatively impressive for the time. Like I've played um, objectively worse uh, games on the PlayStation that I genuinely enjoy and, and sort of call like some of my, I, I would call them like, not necessarily my favorite games, but like a really good one. Like for example, um, Gauntlet Legends is a hack and slash fantasy RPG, much like Xena sort of was. Um, and in some ways is worse than that. Uh, in other ways, not. But overall, I think Xena was a good game. If I was limited to just um, triple jump episodes, for those who might not be uh, as aware of our back catalogue, I think of the games we've played since we came to triple jump, although we had a lot of fun with it and took the mick, I thought Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was <laughs> actually sort of okay, really. Mm-hmm. like they, they did an all right job. There were jackanisms in it. Um, and you know, if you could basically if you compare that to almost any other game we've played at Triple Jump, there aren't really any others that are anywhere near as good as that. Almost all of them are either kind of good, bad, funny, bad, uh, mm. or genuinely terrible. Um, such as Robin Hood's Quest. Um, Robin Hood Quest, yeah. I think again, if if limiting myself to Triple Jump episodes is probably one of the worst games we've ever played just because there was so little to it it was just and it looked really bad and that wasn't even an emulator issue i don't think it was just the actual textures of the game were just dire mm-hmm. um the one we played the episode i've got the, the list in front of me if you can't guess already yeah uh, the one we played after that was demon summoner yeah i was about to say demon summoner vampire that was also a very bad one mm-hmm. um and to not limit limit myself to triple jump i would say maybe one of the worst games we've ever played uh was santa claus saves the earth um that was yes that's another one i've got written down Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people who are into their 2D side-scrollers might have got slightly more out of it than us, but I think whichever way you look at it, whatever you're into, it was just the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other one I've got written down for, like, worst, worst games ever is All-Star Water Sports. <laughs> that one with the yes, with the surfing and the... Um, the what else was there? There was like a, a yeah. like a jet ski sort of jet thing. ski, and yeah, mm-hmm. that was absolutely dire. Yeah, um, and, and nothing to it at all. Really um, bad. So there we go. Some some bests and worsts, as far as I'm concerned. What about you? Hulk Hogan's main event. Yeah. Um, was unplayable. Hmm. It just didn't work. The connect was bad, and. That game was worse yeah. somehow. So yeah, that one was that one was terrible. You know, all the different gestures just not not operating properly. Rogue Warrior, obviously one of the better worst games we've played. Yeah, yeah. Culturally significant. Uh, I'm just I'm also just having a look. Thank you, the Tick Cartoon, for putting together this big playlist. Yeah, it's great. Of all isn't it? of the different, you know, across what culture videos and triple jump. Um. I thought, where is it? I'm gonna find it. Um, oh, I guess Mass Effect Andromeda is probably Mass Effect Andromeda of... was a difficult one because that seemed like it would be ripe for worst games ever treatment, but then it was mm. really hard to like make it really bad, make it mess up. Yeah, Fast and Furious Showdown was terrible. Didn't yeah. have anyone in it from the films, really. Mm-hmm. 
just alluded to them and you didn't see any character models or anything. Uh, we've also got, where is it? I was just looking at it a second ago. Uh, Lair. It came together beautifully. Yeah. But it was just really, really bad. It was, but I, I it, to an extent, I felt sorry for Lair because the, it was some of it com- came down to the six axis, like mm, most all of, it of it did. Yeah, most of it, not all of it. Some of it was just bad for other reasons. But you know, I look, I looked at Lair and thought, man, I think I probably would have like sort of guilty pleasure enjoyed this when it first came out if I played it back in the day. I, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of me would have thought this is sort of bad but i like it you know um but yeah it it really it came together in in some way or other um I'm, i've also just rediscovered mary kate and ashley winner's circle yeah. which is just another one of those grainy mm-hmm. rubbish games with nothing in it definitely um, the lion the witch and the wardrobe was actually quite competently made it was just yeah. a lego just a lego game wasn't it it was a lego game like characters with different abilities and mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Amazing attack animations as well. Oh yeah, the where he swung his sister around and flung yeah. her. <laughs> Incredible. There's uh, there's 90 of these now. Yeah, and that's I think this list also it might not include the live episodes. So it depends whether you oh, yeah, want to count true. those too. So we're we're probably on sort of like 90 293. Yeah. God, do we do something for our 100th episode and how do we count it? And I don't really know what we could play. Maybe well, I guess E.T. It's E.T., yeah. I guess it's, it's up be. to us how we count it. Um, we could either include the live ones or not. In fact, uh, what's it is in there? Uh, Rascal is in that list. Um, right. I think we're still missing. Uh, we did uh, one when we, when we launched Triple Jump, didn't we? One, I don't think that's in there. Two, I'm just checking 93, now. 93, 94, 95, 96. Okay. We'll have to mark it on the... Uh, on our schedule that we use, yeah. but it doesn't look like it'll happen until March at this rate. Okay. We're a little way know. off. There's no there's no immediate rush. Well, there we go. Thank you for that question. Mm. Let's talk about something strange. Something unusual. Something weird. Weird news. Weird news. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's time for Weird News. This is where we talk about some weird news from a weird website that's brought some weird news mm-hmm. out onto the website where we where we read it with our eyes. I've got it from a weird or unexpected website. Um, I've got some, some news here from the Independent Ooh. British newspaper. Um, and this story has been written up all over the place. But I went to Kotaku who, of mm. course, had done a write-up on it. But they've not really done it in as funny way as they could have done. In fact, I okay. didn't check who the writer was. I'm, I'm going to assume it wasn't Luke Plunkett, because it would have been done much better. <laughs> no, not our Luke. No. Um, so I, I sort of looked... I, I googled the the keywords from the headline and clicked... The, the One of the first ones I clicked on was the independent. I had a quick skim through and thought, yeah, this is a suitable write-up, the mm. angle that they come at it from. So... Xbox Series X, colon, Microsoft tells fans not to vape into their new consoles. Of course. Now, I'm sure you've seen this one. <laughs> Sadly, I have. Microsoft has asked users of its new consoles not to vape into the top of them. In fact, that immediately seems inaccurate because I'm pretty sure they've been vaping into the side of them and the vape has been coming out of the top. But anyway, that's who, fine. Who can say, right? Well, Those I'm pretty sure the Independent kids. would get their facts right. So, Oh, yeah, no, they wouldn't mislead. Yeah. Um, the warning came after a run of videos shows Xbox Series X is with white smoke coming out of the top, along with claims that fumes had started coming out the top when the console was turned on. Uh-uh. A number of people very quickly noted that the fume looked less like the smoke that would come out of fried components and more like what would happen if a person vaped into the top and allowed the fan to blow it back out. Mm. Microsoft had initially said that it was investigating the claims, but it has now issued a warning against blowing smoke into the top of the Xbox Series X. And this is what I came... This is why I wanted to bring this story along, was their statement... Um, which I don't think was in the Kotaku article. I think they paraphrased. But the official response to this from Microsoft was, we can't believe we have to say this, but please do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox Series X. It's so ridiculous, it said isn't it? in a tweet, yeah. I don't understand why anyone would do it or why they would pretend. No, because people were at first trying to pass it off as though, oh, man... You know, there's a massive fault with this. It's the red ring of death all over again. Mm. And then, you know, it just seems a bit, like, mean-spirited. Oh, it is. It's absolutely mean-spirited. And for a lot of people, the damage was done. Like, when this first went viral, uh, a lot of the replies were like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter which console you've got. One I saw, I'm a PS5 guy, but it doesn't matter if you've got an Xbox. I really feel for people who have issues, you know, on day one and stuff. Like, Mm. lots of people taking it at face value because that is the, you know, an educated eye could tell you that's clearly bollocks. Yeah. But... This is the problem with, in particular, Facebook. But social media in general is misinformation is spread so quickly by people who don't spend a second fact-checking what they're looking at. Yeah. And uh, and so 
God, I do. I feel for Microsoft. They responded in, I think, the best way possible because they shouldn't take this seriously no. because it's absurd. But at the same time, their hand was forced because it, you know this this stuff spreads really fast, and not even from a <laughs> look at what this idiot did vaping into their console, but more from a oh my God, all the Xboxes are blowing up, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 irresponsible, and it's kind of it's it's sabotage of uh of a company but because it's just some idiot on the internet you know you can't really get in trouble for it but if you know obviously they never would but if sony released an image saying guys i wouldn't buy an xbox if i were you look what we've just discovered with the one that we got uh, <laughs> then that would be you know they'd, they'd be brought in front of a judge for it mm-hmm. i think um but because it's just some some doofus on the internet is fine, yeah, apparently. Some real dingbat. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft did not indicate, the independent says, whether or how vaping into the console would break it, but given that the holes in the top are intended to allow components inside to expel heat into the air, it's possible that any vapor from an e-cigarette would find its way onto the internal parts of the console and potentially damage them. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, thanks, thanks, Independent, for that important extra information. Don't spit in your electronics. Yeah. By the way, don't put your don't put your Xbox in the bath because uh, Microsoft haven't indicated whether or how that would break it, but there's a good chance that water might get to the internal components. Yeah, and um, it's really clean already, so it's just you're wasting your time. Yeah, don't go scrubbing scrubbing your hard drive. It just, should be fine. Just stick to the lakes and the rivers that you're used to mm, absolutely right. yeah um, wow that is weird and stupid stupid people it is and yeah that's kind of that's it the rest is just fluff to so they can put three more ads into the of course yeah well the i bet you read it for free didn't you uh well i'm just on my phone so yeah you no, i can see the ads okay i'll yeah. let you off You've exceeded your free articles for this week. Yeah, well, I will. If I watch another, if I read another one, they'll they'll give me a big yellow banner. Okay, you. How dare you mm. support journalism? Uh, okay, are you ready for mine? Yes, please. Weird me. This is from uh, I will. This is mm. from Push Square, and the okay. title reads: Mars Morales is turning into various objects in Strange Marvel Spider-Man bug. Oh no. Open world games, this is from Stephen Talby, I should say. Open world games have historically been a little on the buggy side, and Insomniac's Spider-Man series is no stranger to this. There have been all sorts of amusing clips showing all manner of spidey glitches and bugs. However, a new one found in Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales is doing the rounds, and it's brilliant. The superhero can not only swing from webs, turn invisible, and use bioelectricity. Turns out... He can transform into an inanimate. <laughs> uh, turns out he can transform into inanimate. In- oh my goodness! Transform into inanimate objects too. That was a tough one. You made it. We first heard about this from artist Rob Sheridan, who found Miles had turned into a brick after colliding with a wall. Would you like to see him? Yes, I'd love to. I've not. This has completely passed me by, and I love it. There we go. Um, uh, as you can see from the clip, he's able to play perfectly fine, save for the fact that the wall crawler has been swapped out for a brick. Oh, wow. The tweet has obviously drawn a lot of attention, but this isn't the only case of the error documented online. It's like Surf Reddit. Hunt. It is, it really is. Surf Reddit and you're sure to find lots of other examples. We found plenty. Check out the links to see Spider-Man turned into a box, a dumpster, a stool, a splash of milk. 
and one report that tells of a refrigerator, beer bottle, and ketchup bottle. In all cases, it's just a bizarre model swap and gameplay seems to be uninhibited. Oh, he's leaving a trail. He's leaving a brick-shaped trail in the snow. That's amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? Wisher Insomniac will get on top of this pretty glaring bug soon, but for now, it's hilarious. The real loser here, though, is um, Rob Sheridan himself, who has shared a mobile phone footage. Oh, of instead of his pressing TV the share screen. button, I instead know. Of pressing the share button—it's so easy nowadays. <sighs> I see. I see so many people do that. I follow a few people on Twitter who take photos of their PS4 screen. It's like, what are you doing? Mm, what yeah. are you? Do- I get it if it freezes up and you can't, but like that's not a glitch. Yeah. yeah, it's not like that. Uh, there is a comment here on, under this article saying it's all a ploy by Insomniac that, that the Spider-Verse is far more expansive than we thought. Spider-Brick hails from the construction universe where he fights to defend new build cities, classical architecture from villains like Cementor and the Glasser. Wonderful. He was bitten by a radioactive, some radioactive <laughs> <Brick>. rubble. <laughs> bitten by a brick. Mm. Wow. Um, so yeah, there we go. I've it's it's a oh here he is it's a box oh wow okay I'm gonna try and send you this one because him as a box is is also it's just the endless MGS game that we always wanted endless endless enjoyment there oh there um, he is but there that, we go that's the weirdest thing I've seen this week definitely that's like the uh, Alan please add details isn't it I think that was a crate yeah the crate like, yeah did it have yeah. fish in it or something yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Uh, so there we are. That's my weird news. Well, I hope that happens to me. That's oh, a bug I can too. get behind. Yeah, I hope it's still in there. Mm. Um, I hope they put it in as a as an Easter egg in future games as well. Like there's a specific point on the map, like a GTA game, where yeah. if, you enter, if you do a specific thing in a very hidden corner of the map, you'll turn into a brick until the next cutscene or something. Do you think if I swing into, say, and this isn't a spoiler because I don't know who's in it, if I swing into, say, Scorpion hard enough i will get to play as scorpion and use his like stinger and oh, that'd be cool crawl on the walls like a scorpion that would be fun being able to crawl on the walls in a spider-man game that'd be pretty wild it'd be <laughs> can you even imagine yeah uh i do like how it happened though i collided with a wall and became spider brick that's all it took yeah he hit it so hard mm. just became a brick yeah Amazing. Right, let's uh, go another question. Yeah, this is from uh, Brian Brian Carhill, um, who says, Hello again, lads. Is there any movie franchise you think deserves a great game? I'd love a new Die Hard game. I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, trilogy game on PS1. Uh, P.S. My name is pronounced Carhill as opposed to Cahill. Cheers. Well, I... Sorry, Brian. Right. Sorry, Brian. Um, I... I've sort of got an answer here that I think if you ignore the fact that there's already a perfectly good or probably two perfectly good series that stand in place of this, uh, I think it it could be a good answer. I would have loved or would maybe still love if there was a really good Indiana Jones um, Mm. video game series. There have been Indiana Jones games in the past. Uh, There were a couple on PS2, which were actually okay, but they were just a bit kind of a bit gimmicky and stuff. Um, But I think that series should translate so well. And I'd love to see a current gen or at time of recording, next gen uh, 
uh, version of an Indiana Jones game. Of course, we've already got Uncharted and Tomb Raider, so it, it sort of it kind of falls They're down kind of there. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not totally sure about that, but uh, yeah, I think Indiana Jones should be a really good video game series, and it isn't yet. And uh, maybe when they do Indy Five, um, which God is apparently still happening. Mm. Uh, can't wait that that'll make them think hey we should do i don't think they ever will they're never going to do that but you never know um you do never know what about you uh well it'd be really nice to get a good mcu game yeah a marvel cinematic universe game or even hell a good star wars game would be nice as well i was gonna say that but it just seemed like an obvious peter yeah (laughs) so i didn't say (laughs) no it's fine i got you yeah uh, I would love a video game based on either The Raid or Dread, the Carl right. Urban film. Mm-hmm. Uh, which The Raid is amazing if people haven't seen it. It's it's absolutely flipping brilliant. Mm. And uh, the, both of those films basically all take place within one tower block uh, right. of, of, like of, of flats. So Dread obviously is very futuristic, and there's basically a, a in in both films there's a crime organization that operates out of all of it, uh, and the film is essentially them fighting their way to the top to get to the baddie. Okay, and I think that would work really well as a game, you know, being you know being uh, what's the term that I'm looking for harbored and like protected maybe by some of the poorer residents who have nowhere else to live but they're good people mm. and then you've got to just you know like a, a beat em up like a super crazy beat em up like yakuza yeah and then you go further and further up and there's like a, a a boss on each level and then when you get to the top it just gets more and more insane as you go and i think either either under the the pretense of being uh, a martial artist or just being judge dread I think both would work very well, and I'd like to see those as video games. I'll tell you what I miss, though, and I know they sort of exist again now. Telltale right. Games. Yeah, sorry, the, the inflection there, I thought you were going to say more. But yeah, no, yeah, Telltale Games. I do. Yeah. I miss them. Um, mm. Their games were wonky, and their engine was bad, but I liked the fact that they tackled a lot of properties that that were unexpected. And I know they didn't always just do movies, but... They could have taken on a lot of things and and really done a great job with them, you know. Yeah. Um, I I particular I'd actually prefer most of the time I'd prefer not to have a, a a game of a movie. I think there's a lot of TV shows I'd rather have games of, you know, especially mm. from an episodic standpoint. Like I'd love a The Boys Telltale series. That would right. be blooming brilliant. I think I'd love it. I can't tell you how many times I've particularly on Netflix, you know, binged a series of TV uh, of, of a TV show that's all released at once and by design it's designed to to be watched all in one go and end on such a cliffhanger that you're like, "Oh, go on then one more episode." Hmm. You know, that's how TV's manufactured now because of how we consume it. And that I think that would just translate so well to a game, a lot of a lot of those shows. Uh, yeah. And you know, Telltale historically worked on about 15 different projects at once Mm -hmm. and they didn't always pull them off great and there was a lot of time between episodes but i would you know i really think that they are their presence is missed to me at least especially when it comes to movie and tv tie-in games i think yeah 
Oh, to go back to Judge Dredd, did you ever play Dread versus Death? Uh, no, I might, didn't. Might have been an Xbox exclusive. I don't know. I played it on the original Xbox, I think, if memory serves. But that I remember really enjoying that. It was quite sort of stylized and like uh, sort of very saturated colors. So it was kind of going for a, a sort of comic booky sort of vibe. And you could arrest anyone uh, <laughs> in the street. So you obviously had targets you were supposed to be going after. But any pedestrian you walked past. You could put cuffs on them, and it would come up and just give a small petty crime that you were arresting them for. So it would oh, be like wow. goldfish without a license or whatever. Um, so that was fun. But it was just like an FPS, and you had... I don't know enough about uh, Judge Dredd, like the actual uh, the the IP in general, but you had a, a single gun, but you could change the mode on it to like six or seven different styles, which was really cool. So there was like... There's probably a sniper configuration. There was like a ricochet version where your bullet would bounce like six times before it went away. Uh, you know, there will have been like explosive rounds and stuff. That was a, it was a pretty good game at the time. Um, it's probably not aged very well now, but that was good. Um, nice. And to to th- kind of think about like over the top action movies, I just thought of one more there. The movie's way too old now for them to ever think that they would really make a game out of it. But I would love to see um, at least some a, a, a game that's based in in the same kind of style as Last Action Hero, um, the Arnie movie. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about that uh, before on the channel. Um, it's for those who don't know, it's about a boy who has a magic cinema ticket, and he's sitting in the theater watching an action film that in his universe stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's a kind of movie within a movie. Um, And as he's watching this Arnie movie called Jack Slater, he gets sucked into the Jack Slater movie. And in that movie, everything is really over the top and cliched and stupid, but in a kind of, it's like a parody film almost. So like they'll shoot two bullets into a car and it'll blow up in a really violent way mm-hmm. and you know people are f- flying all over the place and there's giant guns and everyone's dressed really weirdly um and i think that would make a fantastic video game if they just were really silly with it and they were like right we're going to make an action game parody uh where all of the tropiest things possible can happen uh you know it could be it would it would be like a bit like just cause or something like that you know just yeah the entire world constantly exploding. Sounds um, a lot like uh, sort of the approach Saints Row takes. Yeah, I suppose it is actually, if you put it like that. Um, but I but guess you know, you could do g- it good, consistently good. <laughs> or and I guess a bit more, a bit more not PG, but you know, Saints Row has things that you wouldn't want to give to maybe your thought your thirteen year old. Yeah, maybe. whereas uh, Last Action Hero, I think you would let a thirteen year old watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I think something like that could be fun as well. Nice. Wonderful. Well, let's move on to a discussion of some kind. Of some large nature. It's a big discussion. Discussion. It's big discussion time. Welcome to the big discussion. This big discussion comes from David Lever. Mm -hmm. Lever? I don't even know. (laughs) Hey, guys. Don't touch me. What? What? Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Mate, don't, don't, I'm okay. I'm okay. Don't, don't touch me. 
Continue, please. Yeah, anyway. Uh, hey, guys. Hope you're good in these hashtag unprecedented times. All being well, I'll be getting my PS5 on launch day, UK. I've never had a Sony console before, and it's quite daunting having a whole new ecosystem of games to explore. When you're faced with an overwhelming raft of games, do you prefer to go for something more chill or puzzly, e.g. bug snacks, or just jump straight into something intense, e.g. The Last of Us, or play a mix? I will be taking notes. Keep up the good work, David. Thank you, David. Um, so I suppose this is we could we could spiral this question off to also discuss how we plan to spend our first weekend with the PS5 uh, as non newbies to the as non newbie doobie doo system. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's advise Dafford mm. about how he should go about it because he's never played it before. He's going to get the PlayStation Plus collection, which will have about 20 games in it, many of them top-notch PS4 oh, exclusives. I forgot all about that as well. God, I've got yeah. a lot to play now. I've played God of War at last. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, then, you know, the PS5 has got a very, very strong launch from a first-party perspective. There's at least four four big games in there, mm. uh, from Miles to Demon Souls to... Uh, Sackboy, and you've got Astro's Playroom. You know, there's Valhalla. there's a number of things in there. Not Valhalla. Party, but... Yeah, not first party, mm. but, um, you know, in terms of in- ingratiating yourself and, and hopping into a new ecosystem, as David says, there's a lot to choose from just on the PS5 alone, but then he's got all this other stuff that he can play for the first time too. Mm. What does he do? Where does he go? Well, I can, to an extent, I can relate to David in that um, I came to the PS4 several years in so i had had a 360 in the ps3 days before that i'd been ps1 ps2 then i had 360 um and then when the ps4 slash xbox one uh first came out i i didn't get either for a little while um because i was i don't know i was just too busy being radical yeah just going out and doing stuff you you nerds no whoa come on now i think i was probably just probably just playing xbox i can't remember what i did before i got my ps4 actually pc gaming maybe uh but anyway yeah a couple of years in i got a ps4 and so although it wasn't my first time to sony generally speaking it had been a long time and i I was coming into this console that already had a big or, or you know it had several big hitters uh to play and i was like oh man what do i do and i had ps3 games to catch up on um and for me I absolutely jumped straight into like the the major players kind of thing. I didn't I didn't start I didn't go off playing um, some of the smaller things, the the bug snacks equivalents. I played um, Uncharted Uncharted. 4? Uh, well, not Uncharted Four straight away. You lent me your um, your Drake collection. Um, yes, those being PS3 games originally and brought to PS4. Played through those. Then Uncharted Four as well. We'd been sent a copy to what culture um so i played that i also played last of us remastered um on ps4 that was fantastic so already that's five like big narrative heavy games with characters and action and lots going on um and i loved every minute i really did there's still some of my favorite games since i made the switch back um so uh i personally would suggest you uh, look at that that PlayStation collection, um, and look at the new exclusives, and think about 
all the games you've missed so far, like me. I mean, that's why, that's partly why, uh, you know, I still feel like I'm behind on some of the some of the big games of the PS4, is that I, I got off to a slow start, and uh, as I said earlier in the podcast as well, I don't, I only spend so much of my week playing games anyway. So, as I say, I've still got God of War to play as well, and I'm looking mm. forward to doing that on PS5, um, because that's a, that's an absolute must-play. I've, the only reason I've not played it is because I felt like, wow, that's a that's a time sink, and I know I'm going to enjoy it, but I want to have the time to do it. And now I kind of feel like I do. I'm yeah. really looking forward to playing what was many people's best game of the year. So uh, I suggest you you jump straight in and play some big ones. Absolutely, a lot a lot of these games as well, especially the exclusives. I know Days Gone has had it. Uh, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I would be. I haven't looked into it specifically, but I'd be surprised if God of War hasn't had it as well. Uh, in that they're being patched to, you know, so they don't just run via backwards compatibility and are, are therefore mm. just better on PS5. They're actually being patched to properly, you know, be enhanced on PS5. So yeah. they'll be worth experiencing on the new console for sure. Uh, just to quickly run through these games because it has. They've added more now to oh, the wow. uh, to the lineup. There's Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Zombies Chronicles, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Ratchet and Clank, the, the rebooty one, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Uncharted 4 A Thief's End, and Until Dawn. You get all of those if you uh, if you boot it up on your PS5 and go to the tab on the... I think you just go to a tab on the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you're subbed to PlayStation Plus, which you probably will be if yeah. you're going to play online, you get access to all of those. And that is incredible value. You know, it's not Game Pass, but that is, that, that is such incredible value for anybody who's new to the ecosystem mm-hmm. and even people who are already in it. You know, yeah. I own a lot of those games physically. I don't own them digitally, so I'll gladly... You know, add them to my library. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I get how it can be massively overwhelming. Uh, where Where do you begin? Where do you start? I would suggest because you're getting, you know, a PS5. I'd suggest you start with a PS5 game. Uh, yeah. The way I'm doing it, because I want all of the games at launch. I want to play all of them. I want to play Call of Duty. I want to play Demon Souls. I want to play Spider Man. I want to play Sackboy. I want to play Astro's Playroom. Realistically and financially. I'm not going to have the time or the money for that. So I'm picking one, and I'm going to stick with one until I'm finished with it, and that, Mm. of course, is Demon's Souls. And we'll get on to what our plans are in a second, but that is how I would go about it. Some people can multitask and sort of play three or four games at once, but I I can't do that, and I don't want to do that because I want to give the game that I'm playing, especially if it's new and I've been looking forward to it for a long time, I want to give it my undivided attention. So I would suggest having a look at those PS Plus collection games and also the launch games for the PS5. I would mainly suggest you go for a PS5 game over those ones just so you can get the most out of your new system. Um, and then just pick one and just go through it and then move on to the next one. Yeah. As for whether you want to play something simple or quite serious, well, unfortunately on PlayStation, a lot of the... First-party IPs are quite serious, mm. uh, which is why maybe the best place to start would be Astro's Playroom. It's built into the console. I know David is a Nintendo fan, based on conversations we've had with him in the past, 
And uh, I've heard a lot of people describe Astro's Playroom as the most Nintendo-like game PlayStation have ever made. Yeah. Because it just celebrates PlayStation history and it's full of whimsy and color and fun and it sounds brilliant. So that might be a good place to start and it's free and it's on the console. So maybe start there. And Sackboy would be the other obvious contender for a a less serious, less intense, sprawling first party thing. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But what about you, Peter? When you get your box and after Mm. you've taken photos of it it in the road, yeah. Where are you? Where, what are you? What are you going to do with it? Um, I'm I'm still debating whether I immediately jump into Spider. I think ultimately that is what I'm going to do: jump into Miles Morales. Um, but I'm also really intrigued, actually, by uh, Astro's Playroom Five um, because <laughs> I I hear that it's it's kind of designed around the new controller. Um, and the you know the new technology in general, I guess. But I'm really intrigued by this new controller, and I would quite like to play a game um, that is going to give me immediate examples of like here's how the new like vibrationy stuff works, and uh, you know like the haptic feedback and the the triggers that resist you and and things like that. You know, I don't know to what extent they're going to be utilized in games that are also playable on ps5 for example or are multi uh you know they're non-exclusive to sony so they're maybe playable on xbox as well um and i i want to in, i want to um see what this this triggered technology is like and so on and uh yeah they they might not have implemented stuff like that into the the ps5 versions of certain games they may well have done they may have said oh well on this ps5 build we'll also add this in uh but maybe maybe not so um that's the only quandary in my mind is is whether I uh, hop into that first. I'm sure it won't take long, so that's why I'm tempted to maybe just quickly get out get that out of the way. But uh, I'm with you in that I can't really multitask and play a couple of games in parallel. So uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe a bit of Astro uh, hopefully won't take me too long, and then over the weekend first game will be Miles Morales. And yeah, I agree. I'm I'm not gonna play anything else uh until i finish that and i've actually got valhalla i've got a copy of that physical already waiting for me as well um but and as much as i in some ways i want to play that more than spider-man because i've seen footage of it online i think it looks really exciting and i really i've Mm -hmm. said before that like assassin's creed as a um as a franchise doesn't always grab me the only reason I ever pick up Assassin's Creed games is based on the time zone or location that it's in. Like, I don't play it for Assassin's Creed. I play it for um, the, setting. You know, the setting, in this case, Viking, uh, Scandinavia and Britain. And that, that seems really intriguing to me. Um, so, but the reason why I'm actually going to play Spider-Man before I play that is because I feel like I've got myself a PS5. I should probably start with a PlayStation exclusive rather than uh, something that's also available on Xbox. I kind of want to just enjoy the PlayStation 5 in a way that I wouldn't be able to... um, I wouldn't be able to have the the same experience if I'd gone with Xbox, you know? So I Mm want to just enjoy that PlayStation exclusivity. um, And then I will move on to Valhalla afterwards. But uh, who knows how long Spider-Man will take me. Um, That's true. Are you looking forward to going to Jorvik? I am, yeah. I um that of course being being Viking York, uh 
I lived near York as a child, and in York there is the Jorvik Viking Centre, which we went to with school, and it's like this tram ride that takes you around a fake... I love a tram ride. ...waxwork uh, Viking village, and they Mm -hmm. pride themselves on their stench technology at the Jorvik (laughs) Viking Centre. It's known around the world as a museum wow. that's got really good fake poo smells. This really smells like poo. Yeah. So that's the one thing I'll be missing when I uh when I'm pl- maybe I should have got it on um on Xbox and I could have got a special vape flavor. Oh yeah. That smells of plops and just leave the that toilet inside. door open. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. That sounds that's good. That's fine. Is is Amy prepped? Does she know or that, that you're going to be un immovable for a she, couple of days or is it just sort of are you just like it's no big deal casual thing i'll play for a few hours and then you know go about my sunday it's a bit of a mixture of that i think sunday yeah. i probably am going to be playing a lot of ps5 on saturday we've already got plans for the afternoon so i you know i'll, I'll play maybe play a bit in the morning before we go out and play in the evening but you know nice. i've made i've compromised it's uh, you know, we're, yep. we're getting Sunday married. Sunday is Peter's day. You've compromised. So. You're getting married, so you get to play PS Five. Yeah, that's not quite what I meant, but maybe that is. Maybe that's a Freudian slip. But no, we're <laughs> it, given that we're getting married. I feel like we have to compromise, and so mm. we're enjoying a Saturday together, and I'm going to enjoy a Sunday with my new beloved, the PS Five. Yeah, your new wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my what new you, wife. This is my new wife now. What are your new, uh, your new plans? What are your oh, plans? New plans. Uh, well, with your days off, I have Thursday and Friday off. Mm. Comes out on Thursday. I'm hoping it arrives at a reasonable time. We will mm. see. I think that's going to be the gamble for a lot of people who've taken Thursdays off. Yeah. Is will it show up in the afternoon or the morning or at all? Who even yeah. knows? Nine p.m. Oh, I think a lot of Amazon deliveries may may be doing that. I didn't get yeah. it from Amazon, so I'm hoping it, it. You know, I got an email this morning saying it's been dispatched. It's Me happening. Too. It's yeah. actually happening. Um, so yeah, my plan is to sit in my own filth for four days, and maybe go outside once and eat all those snacks we talked about on last week's podcast. Yeah, I've got a Tesco shop coming tonight. Right, filled with alcohol and snacks, and I am going to not move apart from, as I said, maybe a brief walk because I feel like, as much as you used to get crap from your from your mum as a child, like oh, go outside, it's a lovely day, go outside. I hope you mean one's mum, not my mum. Well, she, as I, much as everyone got crap from my mum. Well, that did they not? Yeah, I don't know. I I heard from Mrs. Austin all through my all the childhood. Time. Go outside. She used to ring up. Go outside. That's how she talks as well. Yeah, she's from the south. That's how she talks. Like me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go outside. Um. So yeah, as much as they gave us crap for not going outside, hmm. there is something kind of, and I hate, I hate admitting this as an adult. There's something quite alluring about going outside for a bit. And then, and then yeah. thinking about the thing you want to go back and do, and then going back and doing it, you know, breaking it up a bit. That's what I'm doing. By on taking Saturday. a fresh air break. Yeah, well, that's it. Mm. I think there's something to be said for going outside. Yeah. And uh, so I might do that. I might not. 
But we'll see if Mrs. Austin calls, I suppose. If I see that caller ID, I'm not going to answer. I'll just go, I'll just go outside. Well, you have to run outside very quickly oh, and then yeah. answer the phone and go, hello, oh, hello, hello Mrs. Sorry, Austin. Sorry, I can't hear you over the trees in the wind. The cars. Oh, sorry. What were you calling about? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm there right now. Don't yeah. worry, I'm already out uh-huh. uh-huh. Um But yeah, that's my plan. Not to move, to play as much Demon Souls as possible. And maybe a tiny bit of Astro, Astro's playroom. Astro Turf, yeah. Astro Turf, yeah. Because Peter's going to have Spidey. I'm going to have Demons. Mm. We've both got Astro Boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the beloved anime. And uh, then on Monday, we're going to try and record a few quip scopes for the channel about our thoughts. But obviously, that involves us playing a variety of things. And I think we're both, as we've just said, going to focus on one thing, which kind of limits our video making opportunities. But we'll see what we can do. Uh, there will be videos next week of of, of games mm. on the channel, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe I should play it just a little bit, just the first impressions amount of Valhalla, so we can also quick skip that rather than in oh, about true. two weeks' time when I finally <laughs> got round to it. Um, hey, just no off, pressure. Off the top of my head as well, other games I want to play in the coming sort of month or so, if mm. I can afford them all. Um, are um, bug snacks? Oh yeah, bug snacks. And, That's another one uh, we should play. Uh, one other one. Oh, um, Sackboy as well. That looks. Yeah, fun. I want to play Sackboy too. Yeah. It does look delightful. So plenty, plenty to play. I want to play Black Ops as well at some yeah. point. We'll see if that happens. Once I've played all those new games, I will play God of War. I promise. My goodness. We'll get there. There's also a, a big beefy version of The Witcher 3 being released too. I think it might be free upgrade. Oh, really? So you'll have a PS5 quality version of The Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I'm not sure. Citation needed. But there we go. That is the big discussion. That's our show. We hope all of you who have managed to get your next-gen consoles, whether or not you're in the States or Europe. I hope you're all enjoying them. And uh, for those of you who missed out this time around, I sincerely hope you're able to join us very soon. But we will keep you informed and hopefully entertained. And I hope this hasn't been too hard to listen to, Mm. to two idiots being very excited about getting theirs. Uh, but there we are. Peter, where can people tell us just how much of an idiot we are? How much of idiots we are? What? Uh, on YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump, where we will be doing content pertaining to our PlayStation 5s. Um, you can go there and watch our videos and streams. Um, and uh, when we're streaming, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Cecil Prumps, Mad Stadactyl and Trowling Badger, who will stop you being so mean to us. Yeah. Um, so that they can have a monopoly on being mean to us and say the, <laughs> the worst possible things. That's it. Um, we've got social media as well that you can troll us on, which is twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Luke Eldon will protect us from you on Facebook, uh, but Twitter is a, is an open forum and you can just be as abusive as you... No, don't do that. Then. I'm don't. only joking. Don't Please be mean. Um, we've got a patron. Pa- uh, we've got a patron. We've got a patron. We've got more than one patron over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Lots of rewards there available. There's sorts. Of, there's all sorts of exclusive merch. Um, you can get worst games ever two days early. You can ask questions on this podcast. We've got a special Discord room, and we can do a Discord call with you at the end of the month. There's all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that Discord is available at bit.ly forward slash team triple jump to patrons and non-patrons alike. And it's modded by Jack and Joe. 
The podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, is available in audio form at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. The website is triplej.mup, that's ju dot mp, and um, triplej.mup forward slash shop will take you to our store where there's our, our merch available to purchase. New merch coming soon. We don't have a date soon. yet, I don't think, but it's coming. We've been saying for a few weeks now that it's coming, and it's still coming. So keep yeah. an eye out and an ear out. It really um, is, though. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to people seeing it. And finally, triplej.mup forward slash VODs will take you to our VODs channel, where all of our VODs get uploaded, and Pat Fenn, our good friend, will do editing uh, of <laughs> weekly highlights. That's it. Editings of. He will do editings. Yeah. Um, so you can go and check out the best bits and the worst bits of the week on his editings. Over he there. does put together a highlights package for each, the worst bits as well yeah. of the yeah. week. So, yeah, go... Go watch those. Uh, you can follow Peter on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday streams every Monday, Thursday, Friday and Sunday. What? Whoa, hang on. Thursday being the joint stream on YouTube, Monday, Friday and Sunday being solo streams on Twitch. I'll get to that in a second. Mm. We, uh, worst Games Ever blah, 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 is fortnightly. Friday's for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. It's not a Worst Games Ever week this week podcast is every saturday we do shows one every other week please leave a review on itunes or your platform of choice it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms so it'd be big times it'd be big times currently we have now released the ps5 and series x launch games ranked from worst to best videos those are out you can watch those there's also the amazing games of the generation the 20 games of the generation video that james worked so very hard on writing and editing together that's also up this week there's a what it means to me that should be out right now with ashley roboto who's a lovely twitch streamer who was very kind to come on and tell us all about one of her favorite ever games you can go watch that now hopefully at the time of recording it's ready but we're just we just got we just got to get it sorted. So I'm assuming that went out fine on Friday. If not, that's coming soon. Whoops. So Sunday, you may have noticed we got another stream slot now, yeah, and that's what? because Cultaholic's boldest boy, Andrew Hodgkinson, is now going to be streaming on Triple Jump for a few weeks. Absolutely right. Yeah, and it's it's excellent news. He's a it good is. boy. He's He's the best boy. He's one of the best boys. He's delightful, and we're thrilled to have him. He's going to be streaming some Assassin's Creed Valhalla on PS5 on Sundays from 4 until 6 p.m. We've we've got him for a few weeks. He's on loan from Cultaholic FC. Uh, We've got him until the end of the season. I believe we have him until about Christmas time. So Mm -hmm. if you want an additional stream to tune into, you can. That's uh, that's going to be Sundays 4 until 6 p.m. Because of how it falls as well. Andrew's streams won't be included in that week's highlight packages uh, for the Pat edits. It'll be the following week. Editings. Uh, yes, editing, sorry, because Pat edits over the weekend, so it just misses out on that. But he will be included too. The VODs will go up on the channel, and you can see a lovely boy stream on our Triple Jump Twitch channel uh, doing Assassin's Creed Valhalla-ings. So uh, please go support him. Uh, it's about time we poached him from Cultaholic, at least temporarily, because he's, uh, he was in high demand, that boy. He yes. he applied to um, to triple jump as I mean just sort of disclosing this man's employment <laughs> history and stuff yeah. online. Yeah, sure. uh, but he wanted to work at triple jump, and uh, 
when Adam was like, so have you guys picked some like applicants that you want us to like shortlist? I said, oh, this Andrew guy looks really good. He's done a really good application. And Andrew, uh, Adam was like, oh, yeah, he's off limits. We've already got him for Cultaholic because oh. he applied there too. So he's a, he's much loved and demanded by the network as a whole. And we're having to share him like we're divorced him. parents. We got him now. He's mm. ours. We got him to edit a... Uh... The WWE ranked list for us. That was just yeah. a taster. Now we got him on our Twitch. Soon we're just going to have him. He's going to be ours again, yeah. rightly so. Uh, but temporarily, at least, he will be on our Twitch channel. How do you feel about having a fellow Yorkshireman on as well? That's got to be exciting for you. That's the kind of thing you take an immense amount of pride in and it's stay nice. up late thinking about. I can actually understand what he's saying. I, I've got... Um, I, I have a live... Um, you know the YouTube auto transcription service where it just generates captions to sort of 96% accuracy and occasionally mm-hmm. puts like swear words in there when you weren't saying that at all. I've got that activated <laughs> constantly for everyone else who ever works with this channel. But oh, wow. I'll be able to just chat with him about, oh man, you know that you know that big uh, that big Sainsbury's in Harrogate? Wow, there. you know that yeah. how how's your ecky thumb, right? Yeah, how is it? Have you is gone or, to the GP? Still yet? ecky, yeah. yeah. Maybe put God. a plaster on it or something. That's not mm. antibiotics. Anyway, whip it on it. And Andrew will be streaming with us on Sundays four till six. So please go see him. Uh, as I said earlier, there'll be plenty of Quipscopes out in the coming week or so of uh, next gen games. The Quipscope for Godfall is out now, and you can go and watch that and find out my full thoughts about it. And there we are. That's it. We got to the end of the show. Big week in a run of several big weeks. Mm. We will see you again next time. But just before we go, Peter, what's the sponsor again? Thank you so much to Sony for reaching out to us personally Mm. um, and sending us a free PlayStation 4. Wow. The brand new, cutting edge, super exciting console. Um, Wow. It's it's a real honor. I feel honored. Thank you. Thank you, PlayStation 4. Right, we're going to go. Look after yourselves, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 